0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Oz Network as we continue on with our third the watch coverage, our exclusive coverage as we're in. still into the most amazing season, the second season, the sixth episode entitled The Ties That Bind. We've got a Ty Davis episode to get to you today. This first aired. On the 6th of November, the year 2000, to be precise, it was written by Bonnie Mark and it was directed by Nick Gomez. My name is Ben and, mmm, Officer Dudley Davis, undercover! (laughs) My name is Darvell
1: and, yeah, and I want a trip to Paris.
0: (laughs) Really? What are you doing on this show then? (laughs) You've got got free people to sleep with. I know what they do over there. Um, but uh, I, I don't even I'm not even sorry I don't apologise when it comes to bagging out the French they deserve it but uh, we are here to talk about uh, the ties that bind our first ever tie centric episode maybe our only tie centric episode we're kind of trying to work out if we ever get a another davis episode after this as in fully fledged davis
1: we get bits i don't and think we bombs, do.
0: but i don't think we ever get another fully centric davis episode again uh Okides, barb you'll correct us uh but yeah i like this episode i mean it's you're gonna probably hear me saying that for every single one of these for season two as i keep saying um kobe bell just again as i said at the end of the last episode just did not realise the range he had as an actor. So good in this episode. We learn a lot about his past. We kind of have this ongoing storyline that we'll have pretty much spread across six seasons about Davis and his dad. Um, and just some great character moments in this episode. So good. Love this episode. Don't know if you've got anything to add before we get straight into the swing of things here, Darvell.
1: No, let's jump right in.
0: Yeah, you're, you're ready to go. You're raring and ready to go. Um, we we kind of we don't. This is similar to, I guess, uh, Michael Beach and Doc. We don't get some narration here by Kobe Bell. What we kind of I, I like. It's it's interesting how I like that what the way they do this. Kind of it's it's Davis in the water and floating, and that's kind of Davis's flashbacks here. Uh, sort of how we had Doc and he's you know running and he's you know, narration over the top as well as his music playing. You know, we'll get random doc martial arts in a few episodes. Um, You know, this is this is Davis randomly having kind of flashes of him in the water, which I like, though. I, like, it works well. And, like, the music, the way it's played, again, didn't really talk too much about the music in the last episode of Kim's Hope Chess, but, again, just the music, Martin uh, Davich's score, it's just so amazing. So it works so well. Um, So that's kind of... And just even the editing here, the previously on... Which kind of you know shows us a you know a bit of Davis's background of you know the moments he's talking about his father. We get this kind of weird flashing editing which i've never seen before which is uh good but the way this starts off we've got davis waking up we've got davis in the shower i think we're ticking through our list here Darvell, in terms of our uh, which characters we see shirtless and naked in this uh show i think we've pretty much ticked them all off at this point i think sully might be the only one we haven't seen uh shirtless and we do get shirtless skip starters at one point so we've seen shirtless bosco we've seen shirtless uh well shirtless yokus she's in the shower he didn't see her boobs or anything uh obviously last episode we saw naked Kim Raver, basically. We've seen Shirtless Michael Beach, we've seen shirtless Eddie Cibrian. we've seen shirtless Bobby no. Cannabali and shirtless Dirty Kid. Uh we have not seen Shirtless Carlos. So, um Carlos and and Sully, the only two shirtless people we haven't seen yet. Just keep an eye on that, Darville. And and well we kinda of, like <laughs> almost saw shirtless Taylor. I mean she took a top off to change, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just pointing it out. And Taylor, not in this episode, so there's no point checking for Amy Carlson uh, in the beginning, just to point that out. Um, just these not nice that little... you would have
1: seen her in the open credits at this rate.
0: No, exactly. Uh, so just Davis getting ready. I love Davis randomly in the mirror brushing his hair. You've got no hair, Davis. Why are you brushing it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but we get this nice little scene. Maggie's back. He's Davis's mom, and we get yeah. this nice little scene yep. over breakfast.
1: I don't like yep the lo- I- the lovely what's her name Lynette somebody.
0: Yeah, uh, that- I I'll get that up in a second. I don't necessarily have that with me, but uh, yeah, I think that sounds correct. Um, I, I I don't know if this is a different house. It kind of looks uh, Lynette McKee to be precise. There, uh, I, it kind of looks sort of like it's um. A different house, but I'm going to say it's the same house. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting if they've moved. I mean, obviously Kim's mother changed, so, you know, wouldn't be surprised if they just changed the set. But I like these scenes between Davis and his mum, and it's just kind of a nice little back and forth between the two here when, um, you know, yeah, like your line there about, I want a trip to Paris, and Davis like, oh, I'll finish the trim this afternoon. Oh, I want a trip to Paris. Um, and then just kind of like when she leans in and kisses Davis, and he's just like, oh, lipstick, lipstick. And then I just love that little line he says when she says, love you, mama like ah oh, it's just yes it's kind of like I think Brady and I talked about it slightly about the fact that you know he's Davis still living with his mum and he's what like 24 I think he's meant to be about this stage he was like was he 23 22 when he started in season one so something like that he's about 23 24 right now uh but you know he's still living with his mum and I kind of guess we get a bit of a reference to why he still lives with his mum in this episode um, but yeah, it's, it's a, I just like David. It, chemistry is a weird word to say, cause that implies romantic connection. But I think you like, you can use the word chemistry when it's not just romance. Like we talk about Bosco and Yoka's having great chemistry. That's never romantic. So, you know, they've got great, you believe these two are like related. That's what I guess I'm trying to say.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Which is just a great way to start. And then we kind of get, you know, we haven't really had a while sort of just, the cop scene where these two are sort of talking in the car. And this is, this is one thing I think I initially didn't like about the way this season did this about the character centric episodes is that it took away from just like moments of them cruising around in the car, having random conversations. We still get it, but we just didn't get it as much as we did in season one. So I kind of like this bit here where Davis is kind of like talking about, Oh, maybe the detective route's the way to go. Um, and then, you know, Sally's sort of like, well, what, you know, you'll come home late and all this sort of stuff. And then this is when, you know, Davis is like, oh, this job's just boring. We're driving around in circles. And then he's like, oh, maybe you you go. Uh, Oh,
1: and what did he say that he, that he, that he likes it boring or something like that? Yeah.
0: Sally says, I like it boring. Yeah. Because then we go back to that, uh, what what episode was it season one when, um, we get the Mondays, you know, and Davis is all happy. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: and-, and and Sully's just like, and Sully's just like Mondays, oh, on Mondays.
0: <laughs> you Mondays. do a very good Sully. <laughs> keep keep that on keep that on there, uh, Darvel, and I think we're gonna we to <laughs> keep that as a regular thing this week on <laughs> Darvel impersonates Skip Suddeth. Uh, <laughs> we'll pull out some script. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> And
1: I'll just have to remember something that he says in that particular episode.
0: Oh, uh, but this is where Davis is kind of like, oh, maybe some undercover work, you know, that'd be kind of dope. Which, like, can I just point out, great, like, <laughs> the <laughs> continuity I section of this. Skip of- oh, <laughs> I'll, I, I'm going to get to this, but just the continuity <laughs> sakes here, not to be completely spoilerific, but when we eventually get to Farewell to Camelot and we get the nice little, you know, montage at the end of what happens to each of these yeah. characters, yeah, just, just remember this bit, what Davis says. So, uh, just want to point that out. But yeah, like, this line, I did not do it justice in the introduction. This is one of the, you know, funniest moments the of the watch scenes. We get this again, so many, like, you know, this is up there with the food, now, and you just threw a dirt clog at me. Just, like, random, subtle, little, hilarious moments. Sully starts laughing. Davis is like, what? He's like, oh, you don't see it? Mm, Officer Dudley Davis,
1: undercover. Like, what even is that? I don't know what he's trying to do, but it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like... I don't know. It's like Diggity Dog or something I, it's, like it's, that. It's... <laughs> oh, I I, I... I don't know. I guess he's... You're lost for words. Skip skip, skip <laughs> Sutteth should do voice acting for like an, an like an animated cartoon character yeah. because that was the kind of thing that he was doing there. It yeah. reminded me of like one of those wacky cartoon voices.
0: Well, this is I think like I I want to believe this is one of these scenes that I I want it not to be scripted and it was ad-libbed. I I can't, I don't like there's no until we get Skip or Kobe on the show, I there's no way of knowing it. Even if it was just written in the script like you know, Sully says this and he just sort of ad-libbed the way he delivered the line because it is just so good. And, like, just the way, like, the back and forth between these two, it's just so good that you believe these two mm-hmm. are just, like, the best of friends. And the thing that, too, is kind of, you know, Orkida sent me that little third watch um, reunion special that I was telling you about um, in that in that, uh, Skip Sardis, and Kobe Bell are both in it. You can just tell they're just so good friends. And, like, Skip Suddiff mentions that they had this ongoing sort of joke between the cast where they would put on like an accent and I don't know if they were meant to be like German or French or something like that and they would just have this like little back and forth little banter between themselves and pretend to be characters. So they actually included this little clip on this uh, this uh reunion where they filmed like this random little scene of Skip of Anthony Reivovar and Kobe Bell pretending to be like dancers and all like oh no I tried to teach him how to dance and he didn't really dance and like Skip Sarduth said they, they called these characters names and they just would Joke and like have random <laughs> conversations between each other on set. Oh man. And they
1: should have had that. Oh, should have it's had some so kind
0: of funny. And there's even that like, um, been- On the blooper reel, there's, um, there are a few moments when you see Skip Sardeth, like, doing this voice. And I think even Kobe Bell does it as well. So, like, when we ever get Skip Sardeth or Kobe Bell on the show, I need to talk no more about this because, yeah, this little scene on this reunion is hilarious. And if I find a way, maybe I'll post it online. I don't know if I want to go out of my way to, like, share it on social media because, you know, it was a one off thing that you had to pay for, and whoever kind of did this might sue our asses. But,. Um. yeah, it was, it's just in a hilarious little scene, which, uh, you know, I hope that if we get Skip on the show that maybe he'll go out of his way to share on social media as well or uh, something like that. But, uh, yeah, just his voice here is so funny. It's just one of these mm-hmm. random little third watch comedy scenes. So undercover! Something it, like that. But then it gets even better because then Davis's retort when he says something like, oh, what? Th- I can't remember what Sully says. He's like, oh, the day you're undercover. And he's like, what? The day you do a sit-up. Oh, and then oh, like yeah. Sally says something back. Oh, just a day you eat a salad. Oh, like just the way he says, <laughs> so good. Oh man, so, you gotta love so that. You know, oh.
1: man, <laughs> I love moments like that. Be it, be it in, be it on a fictional television show or in real life. I yeah. love when stuff like that happens.
0: And just remember, like I'm with you there. And this is kind of where like Third Watch I feel never gets as much credit for its random comedy moments. And like like next episode, oh god, just I'm just getting excited on there- what episode we're talking about next. There's like a bevy of these in the next episode and a fairly dark, serious episode next time around. Uh, but oh god, I just I don't get me started on what we're talking about next episode because I'm gonna lose the plot and not wanna talk about this episode. So just just remember that. Hey, I
1: wasn't the one who brought next episode. No no, no I'm not blaming you, you. I'm blaming I'll
0: myself. You. That's a fair fair call. <laughs> That's me. I-
1: I know, I know. Hey, that was meant to—that was meant to be a jab at you, man.
0: Uh, so there we get. Do it. I really have to explain that? No, not at all, not at all. I'm used to it. Uh, so we kind of get a first call out here. There's been a MVA. This is kind of the the plot of this story in many ways. Outside mm-hmm. of the Davis, the sort of the job storyline here is that we've got a serial uh, person throwing bricks uh, on cars. Uh, so we we show up here. Uh, they're attending to the scene. Uh, but we also had then, a
1: helicopter,
0: helicopter crashes, crashes, which can I just say third watch NBC Warner brothers must have had a bit of uh, extra money going in here for the budget because that to me looks like they've really crashed a helicopter. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing maybe the scene when we ultimately see the helicopter crash into the water, maybe is a miniature, but it's done so well. Like even just when he's is out in the water and he's trying to pull this helicopter out like, it's, it's done. It looks fantastic. Like, uh, you know, as an ER fan, Darvell, I'm sure you remember the uh, you know, iconic helicopter crashes on uh, Dr. Romano scene. Um <laughs> poor Romano. vaguely. Oh god I know a lot
1: of people hate I know a lot of people hated that character, but oh. I don't know a lot I don't know a lot about him.
0: We just um like to kind of date this in terms of recording. We just did the episode of Lost in the the second part of the first season finale where they kind of, they bring in a character just as no other reason to show that this guy's an absolute douchebag and we're just going to kill him off in the most outlandish way. And like what I've just got to say about Dr. Romano, and we'll get to this when we eventually do all 15 seasons of VR, but, like, yeah, like, everyone hated Romano. He kind of, like, was his character that just had no redeeming qualities about him. Even when he had his good moments, five seconds later, they did something to make you absolutely hate him. I always loved him. I fucking loved Dr. Romano. But just the way they go out of their way to just be an absolute dick to this character, they make him terrified of helicopters because he gets his arm chopped off in an accident, only for him to have a scene oh, like a... Pretty. I think it's like a season and a half later when he's got to go on the roof to get a patient from a helicopter. He freezes and he's like, no, I can't be near this helicopter. I'm terrified of them. He runs away, goes down all the way to the bottom of the hospital to have like catch his breath, like, oh my god, you know, I'm having a panic attack. Only to have the same helicopter that he just avoided crash and fall on top of him. Uh, I mean, that is the ultimate dick way to kill off a character. Um, <laughs> but, like, everyone... I know ER fans always say, like, oh, my God, that is, like, the jump the shark moment. That was just over the top. There's just something kind of funny about the writers that absolutely went out of their way to kill off this douche of a character by like, just being a dick to him. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, if I was... If I got my arm chopped off by a helicopter propeller... <laughs> You know, I think I'd be pretty wary of going near them for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, writers of VR um, of ER and Third Watch, you know, we're in the same universe here, like helicopter moments. Um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, helicopters don't play a huge role here in Third Watch. But So, we get this helicopter crash. Um, they're calling out for, you know... Davis
1: jumps... Davis jumps in, yeah. He
0: does. Is you know, waiting for ESU and harbour. Um, but no, he swims to the chopper, saves, uh, the woman who we later find out is a local weather reporter. Yay. Um, but obviously, sadly, the pilot dies. Um, which they just forget about. It's like when he's being interviewed on TV, she's kind of like, oh, sadly, I forgot about the pilot. Like, you know celebration you're a hero davis somebody still died in this accident <laughs> so, like um, susan riley is the uh, person they've saved a traffic reporter uh i like it when they're kind of back in the firehouse and other uh, firehouse the police station and you know you got um Jokas and davis walking past good job bosco good job um then we meet random attractive you mean
1: women. you mean you, you mean yokus and bosco walking past saying good yeah. job davis
0: yeah what did i say <laughs> uh
1: you said Yokus and Davis walking past and good well, job,
0: I mean Bosco. that's probably not possible, but yeah, Jokic and Bosco, thank you. Um, <laughs> so we get random attractive woman here wanting to uh, pick up on Davis. I mean, God, what a hard life Davis has to just have random hot people in, you know, wanting to buy coffee. Like I've never ever can I just say this? I don't know what this says about me. Then it does I'm fat and ugly. But like you know, I've never had a random woman come up to me and just be like, oh, that's you on TV. Can I buy you a coffee? Oh, oh, what a hard life. Um, so Davis is all for it he's all like yeah you're hot absolutely uh, you know I get off at 11 oh I stay up like okay yep sure uh, then she says oh my name's Gwen Gwen Gerard to which Sully straight away reacts She he knows straight away who this woman is this is why Sully's trying to warn off um, Davis from this point um so it's kind of that's setting this up. This is obviously when uh, we get uh, Sully and Davis. Just they've been called out. They found a body in a trash can. And Sully's obviously saying like, I don't think you should go. I don't think you should go. Uh, but I just again, random character, funny moment. Here they are in a trash bin in, like an apartment complex, oh, trying I to dig this body out. And all of a sudden, they keep <laughs> dropping trash on top of his body. And Davis is yeah. like, oh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna ride. We're gonna you know, quick quick Sully and Sully's like oh which part when the trash came in or which layer Sully just walks off he's done this before uh, and I love hey, the, the oh, line there You say what she got apple to detect-
1: death <laughs> oh yeah I was gonna I was gonna say isn't it Sully isn't it Sully who says something like or, or is it or is it Davis I don't remember but in case it's Sully I'm gonna go into my skip side of them do it, again do it detectives will think she got apple to death
0: yeah I think it's Sully It's that's, that's a Sully line that's not a Davis line it, um, sa- it
1: sounds like a Sully line. Yes. <laughs> oh, God,
0: so funny it's just a it's just a random scene you know i mean you would argue this is a dirty kid scene but it's not it's just it's a funny like d- the dirty kid classification isn't necessarily a scene that's just there for no reason it's just, it's like like if there's a scene for no reason that's funny and memorable you still can say that's not a dirty kid scene dirty kid scene is yeah. tacked on for no reason it has no bearing on anything why the hell is it there this is just funny yeah. character moment between these two um, and you know, and there are plenty of those, and you, you're always there gonna are have a lot of those, yeah. And we always have this in third watch that you do have kind of the police and the paramedics are called out to jobs that never go anywhere, they're just kind of a random little one that you get. But you know, Dirty Kid was extended, like, if you just have Dirty Kid for one second, then yeah, we're not gonna talk about it. But just this whole thing set up for Bobby to do with Dirty Kid, then where the hell is Dirty Kid? He's probably in the bin with his dead woman, getting dirty, eating an apple, something like that. I don't know. Um, Maybe. Anyway, so uh, we cut back to Davis. He's getting ready. He's covering himself with cologne. Uh, Bosco comic. Comment- because he Davis. still doesn't know who this girl is. No, he doesn't. Damn, Davis got for enough cologne. Hot date. And then he's talking about his other dates. And he's like, oh, yes, you know. And, like, Bosco asked him over for some steaks and to watch the fight. To which Davis is like, no, I've got another date this Saturday night. And then Sully's like, oh, I thought that's what you guys do. You know, you connect over this sort of stuff. And Davis is like, oh, I will be connecting on Saturday night, then reconnecting all night long. (laughs) (laughs) love Davis.
1: Davis is such
0: more of a player than than Jimmy is. Just because, like, Jimmy... Jimmy does it like fair enough but like Jimmy's generally cheating on people when he doesn't Jimmy's technically always in a relationship in this show in many ways so he's like always doing it the bad way Davis has just got 50 girls on the side you know this is where Bosco was like you are a god like we need to start our own religion <laughs> Bosco trying to like <laughs> basically you know saying in the same level let's be honest Davis is on a higher level than Bosco when it comes to the ladies <laughs> yeah it's oh it's funny <laughs> definitely um, so Sally walks outside, he's Gwen again. Sally kinda lies and said, Oh, he's left. You know, he's a heartbreaker. Uh, to which Davis shows up and as Gwen's sorting to leave and kind of Sally tries to backtrack, Oh, I thought you left. And Davis is like, You just saw me in the locking locker room sixty seconds ago. Um, <laughs> so, you know, nice save there, yeah. Davis. We get this dinner scene here, and this is this is actually like you know, we're talking about Davis being a player. This is kind of the first time we've seen Davis out on a date, trying to, like, you know, pick up. And, like, i got to say, I'm not exactly Mr. Brilliant when it comes to this kind of stuff either. But when he's, like, he basically saying, like, oh, you want to go to the zoo? You can hang out with, like, bears and tigers. I'll pick you up tomorrow. And then she's kind of, like, shutting him down. To which Davis replies, I'm using my best stuff here. Really? Like that's what you do to get into people's pants. Want to go to the Bronx oh, yeah. Zoo, baby. Like what? <laughs> we can get we can get wild. <laughs> Maybe that's where he's going with it, but like I love how he's like this is my best stuff here. Like no need to get shy on me. Like wow davis <laughs> just thank the lord you're good looking that's where it's happening talk, talk talk a bigger game davis like come this on is, this is a hard life of us attractive people darvel we don't need to work that hard on our game because we're just that ridiculously good looking <laughs> um, so um yeah it's interesting but this is the big reveal gwen pulls out a photo of her and his dad and she's he's like oh this is my dad and it's like, and this is you, and it's like, Ty, I'm your sister. Plot twist. Uh. (laughs) And here
1: I was thinking, and here I was thinking I was going to connect tonight.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is kind of, like, it's kind of gelled over, isn't it? The fact that he's, like, flirting with his sister. I mean, okay, fair enough, he doesn't know. I mean, what world do you go out on a first date and think, oh, shit, better be careful, she might be my sister. I mean, I'm Tasmanian, well, that, I'm used to it, but, like... Um, <laughs>
1: you know, well, that would... Not to, not to spoil the mood, because this is obviously a lighthearted moment, but seeing as you asked, I mean, that would never... That that wouldn't have happened with me, because, uh, you yeah, know, my 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 uh my younger sister uh, she she did not live after she was born and even if she did i would not be doing that
0: right so, well i guess yeah. you kind of can't go into any date assuming that they might be a relative otherwise you would never go on a date um right but, uh so our right, next scene, we, we, do that. we get another kind of little random flashy moment here with him in the water. And we should also mention, too, that one thing that I kind of like about this episode is just with Davis, is just these random moments when he's, like, walking down the street, and you kind of, you'll see his father. He sees a vision of his dad. Like, we saw that uh the helicopter when he was rescuing the mm-hmm. the woman. He kind of looks up at the crowd looking on, and you kind of see, he sees a vision of his dad. He looks away, and then his dad's gone. And we'll see that multiple times in this episode. Uh Done well. And, like, mm-hmm. again... Um, this is kind of one of those moments, like, when we eventually get to season six, and we see Ty's dad in sort of the flashback. Again, it's a different actor, but I think it's kind of, you know, it's not like the Kim's mum scenario, where it was literally a season ago. This is a four-season spread. So, um... You know, I think they kind of do it... A, it's a, a great story arc, by the way. Oh, for The sure. whole thing with, with Davis and his dad and all and, that. And, and we're kind of really... All I guess, that was, unraveled. And we're probably more so seeing here, you know, Davis' is that dad if he'd aged. And, I mean, I guess kind of the argument would be, well, he looks the same in the photos that we see in this episode. But, yeah, it's one that you can kind of, you know, give him a pass on. So, this next scene, we see Davis waiting with some kids and we see this woman and we hear Uncle Ty. This is like... Can I just say from a viewer's perspective, we, I think, assumed Davis was an only child. I don't think it's ever mentioned Davis has siblings. Maybe. Sally might do a subtle reference at some point about him and his sister. Not sure. Again, Okides, Bar, please correct me. But we meet Davis's actual sister, not a half-sister here, who, can I just say, no, not being disrespectful here, to whoever plays his sister, she looks old enough to be his mum. Like, <laughs> she does not look... Uh, you know, she must be a very older sister. That's what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm I'm trying here to find her name. Um, da 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 Uh, where is she? You do hear Renata. There she is. Carla Brothers is her name, the actress's name. Uh. Never heard of her. Me neither. She hasn't actually been in that much stuff. She actually hasn't acted since yeah. 2003. So, third watch actually turned out to be her third last acting role. Uh, do we have a date of birth here on Carla Brothers? Because yeah, no, we don't have a date of birth. But anyway, so I'm just saying that I'm being horrible. She looks old enough to be Davis's mother, but this might actually be the only time we ever see Renata in any episode too. So I think it is. Yeah, but um, do you remember any other reference here of um of Davis having other siblings? No,
1: no, just in this episode.
0: So for the audience here. We're getting wait, plot twist wait, after plot twist. Wait, Davis has got multiple or, sisters. <laughs> didn't
1: wait? Wasn't there? Uh, wasn't there something in in uh, respo- in I think it was responsible parties in episode five of season one where I think Davis was inviting Sully to something that his that his. Fa- that his family was doing,
0: yeah, that's why that's why and I kind I- of think there might have been a passing reference, and that's where kind of like we're going back an episode ago talking about like um you know with with Kim and that what we're saying, so like I think they're with, you know, their background and how long they've been paramedics. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm not going to question that. I'm not saying it's 100%. I'm not doing a Ben, Bosco and Davis never work together moment. Uh, I I don't doubt there might have been a passing reference, but it's a very blink and you miss it. Like, we we talked a lot about, you know, the families of these characters and mainly the parents we meet along the way. But when it comes to siblings, um, you know, obviously we- not much is No, I mean, there's a couple of characters, you know, Bosco, Bobby, you know, where siblings are a big deal. Um, But, you know, think about, like, Yokus. We meet a brother once, uh, and then he's kind of forgotten about Jimmy. Yeah, his brother in a hardware store, gone. Uh, you know, Kim. Obviously, technically, her sister's got a huge dealing to do with her, you know, background, but at the end of the day, he, she's kind of there and gone. Carlos, when we eventually <laughs> learn about his family, yeah, we meet his, like, brother, but, you know, there's not a whole and lot. Taylor. On that. Taylor. Uh, do, does she have siblings? Or is it just all? No, yes. she doesn't. Yes. No, she does. She does. Y- yes, yeah, she yeah. does.
1: Her brother, Adam, who's a nurse.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, um, just going over kind of little things here and there with that. But, um, you know, n- nothing over the top. We're not bagging out third watch here. But it's just kind of like here is, you know, Ty's very older sister, <laughs> Renata. And uh, kind of we learn here that she knows about uh, Gwen. Everybody knows except for Davis. This is kind of what sets Davis off. So, again, you feel for Davis yes. because... You know, like, this is similar to last episode in many ways. you got a lot of people on the outside just telling him to get over it, so what? But, like, you know, you probably connect more with Davis in this episode than you do with Kim last episode because, you know, I think we could all put ourselves in a situation where, imagine if all of a sudden we found out our dad or our mum had a secret family that we didn't know about, particularly if your family member has passed away and you've got no way of confronting them or questioning them. So it's kind of. So like, who are you going to
1: project it onto? Yeah,
0: exactly. The exactly. The people closest to you. So, you know, and I, I love Davis's line here, and again, props to Kobe Bell for his great acting, his line here where he says, Oh, so dad got a woman pregnant, and that's just common knowledge. And, you know, Renata, he's like, you know, don't open up here for your mum and stuff like that. Just so good. Again, props, So such props yes. to Kobe Bell. We then get the scene here, once again, Davis with his mum and he's moving out, he's got all his bags and, um, you know, we kind of get this line here I was mentioning before about why is he still living with his mum Well, we get the line here where he says, I stuck around, you know, to, to look after you uh, after dad died. So, um, yeah, we get that. And just, you know, talking about Kobe Bell acting, can we just point out here, Maggie Davis, Lynetta McKee, as you mentioned her name. Just this acting scene, so good. Just like, you know, mm-hmm. the way, like, you know, when she says, like, oh, so you think you know what I should have done? Well, damn, Ty, you know, where were you? Like, you know, just the way she handles it. And then just, you know, Davis here when he th- sort of leaves and he's like, uh, you know, oh, I'll come back from the bed on the weekend. He's like, no, I paid oh, that, that bed. Oh, uh, not taking that bed. Oh, if you want the bed, you'll buy the bed. And the way he's just like, keep, keep the damn the bed, Mum. Yeah. Just, oh, so good. So, so good. Yeah. Um, then we kind of get a bit of Sully Davis animosity here. Uh, Sully talking about working in the subway, um, which I kind of like. It's kind of he's talking about working in darkness, afraid he'll pass out. I think that kind of ties into episode one of this season, you know, Sully's fear of, you know, being buried alive. Um, and Davis pulls up to a spot and it's a house. And uh, Sully, you can tell by his facial expression, he knows where he is. And then Davis, because obviously Davis hasn't brought this up at all, to Sully, all day. They've just started the shift. And Davis is sort of like, oh, so this is where you sat? This Is where you sat when it happened? And Sally's kind of like, no, I sat over at the tree over there. Um, and obviously, you know, ready to talk about the situation. We get a call over the radio. Uh, Sally's like, let 5-5 David handle this one for once. And, you know, Davis is quick to get on the call. First of all, can I just point out, I like this random Davis driving uh, you know, season one, it was kind of a plot line of when will Davis finally get to drive. We've obviously got to the point now where they just alternate, kind of like Carlos yep. and Doc. It's sort of, you know, it was a bit of a, a plot point early on about when will these two be allowed to drive. But it's kind of, we got to the point now with both, um, you know, Davis and Sully and Doc and Carlos, it, you just see them alternate and driving, similar to what we have with Bobby and Kim and Yoko yeah, I- and Bosco. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, does Carlos, I was actually going to ask if Carlos ever drives the ambulance. But- oh, yeah. You answered that.
0: It's not It's not to the point, I think, early on, they kind of made it as a plot point. Every time you drive an ambulance, he crashes. But, yeah, like, now they've kind of just... <laughs> they've kind of gelled over that now, and they just kind of uh, do that. But, yeah, I, like, I just kind of like this sort of... The thing I like about this episode, too, in terms of Sully's reaction, is that, like you can kind of see the standoff nature of like Davis's family that they know this is a bad thing and they've had to come to terms with it but they've they've come to terms with it and they've protected Davis. The difference here with Sully I think and it's kind of it's always a thing with Sully which I think is just so subtly well done is that Sully's kind of almost the innocent victim in all of this. Like we'll see that in season 6 when we learn about what happens to Davis's dad. And just kind of the way um, Sully is dealing with this here too and the stuff he says in this episode, you know, while this is an episode you feel for Davis for absolute certainty, I kind of feel for Sully this episode too because what is Sully meant to do in this situation? You know, he's kind of, he doesn't agree with it, but he can't really do anything about it, if you know what I mean. Similar to what we will get, as I said, season six when we learn what happens to Davis's dad. Yeah. So I do not know if you had anything else out of no, that or no, no. Right. So uh, we we obviously get another a scene here with the brick thrower, um, and we get just a nice little scene here it. where they're talking to these kids about uh you know what did you see? He had a bandana. Oh, was it a hat? Oh well, he was definitely black. Yeah, it's definitely black. I didn't and think those, he was black. It's can't decide on anything. We <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't
1: decide on it. I mean, you may as well have asked, you may have, I don't know, you may as well have asked the kids if it was either, uh, I don't know, a couple of random cartoon characters.
0: Yeah, something like that. The one or that uh, Sully was voicing before, but. um. Yeah. Yeah, we get we get nice little Davis and Jokers talking moment here, again, a pairing we don't often see. Now, I'm going to say this, Barb, please correct me. I'm pretty much certain on this, 99.9999999% certain on this. That Jokers and Davis never team up. So, um
1: just and I'll back Ben up there and say that, and say that. Yeah, I don't remember them teaming up either.
0: Which I would like to see. Like, I kind of like little Jokers and Davis moments. You got some nice little moments here and there. Um, you know, Jokers sort of saying here, "Oh, any details here?" And Davis is just basically like, "Oh yeah, the suspect is taller than four feet." Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, nice little. And you scene. kind of
1: expect Faith to deliver some sort of sarcastic
0: reply. Yeah, but she doesn't. Um, then we get this nice little scene here, Sully, talking about the uh, essence of a good wiener. Uh, you know, breaks my heart. People pour all other condiments on here, onion, you know, when all you need is some perfectly good American mustard and some ketchup, and you destroy a perfectly good w- wiener. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, oh,
0: man. Now, I don't, like... I don't know if where you're from, Darbell, they do this. But, like, one thing when I've been to America, like, I never got a hot dog in New York off a street vendor in New York. The only time I've ever gotten food off street vendors uh, was when I was in Mexico. Um, and it was amazing. I got a reindeer dog when I was in Anchorage. And when I was in Honolulu, we stopped off at this, like, touristy spot. And there was a guy who had a New York-style hot dog stand. So, I got one there. So... I like it. Like, I, I often, when I travel overseas, sometimes, particularly when I'm to Malaysia, I heard, like, don't try the street food. You'll get, like, you know, the runs and stuff. So, you kind of are a bit sceptical. My poor, you know, sheltered Hobart lifestyle. We don't have things like this. But, um, you know, I, I I haven't quite done the New York style in New York. But do they have these sort of things in your in your city? No. No, I like it, though. I like kind of, like, random street vendor things like that. It's kind of, like, a cool thing, so... But I don't know. I like Stully's random explanation here of, you know, destroying a good wiener. And then, kind of, we just get this, um you know, this conversation as they're walking through the park because, you know, obviously Davis is still sulky and broody and Sally's just, you know, mm-hmm. what the hell's wrong with you? And, you know, he was in love with two women. It's, you know, it's complicated, you know. And the grand scheme of things, you know, is that the worst thing he could have done? I think Sally explains this very, very well. And then he's lying there. You didn't get a Super Nintendo for Christmas? Boo-hoo! Get over it! And then, like, you know, it's, he does make the good point here. it's like, when was your dad never not there for you? Like, you know, so what? He had another family. And that's true. There. Yeah, it is true, Yeah. Which I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's it is a complicated situation to comment on and all that sort of stuff. And we're not saying that you know his dad was perfect. And this is kind of I think what Sally again going to him being the innocent victim here. You know, like yeah, like he's obviously doing the wrong thing. But again, at the end of the day, as he says, when was he wasn't there for him? It's not like he abandoned Davis. You know, he's, he's not Bobby's dad here. He doesn't abandon the family. So you know, uh I mean, I think kind of it's it's this is again the complexity of this storyline. It works out really well. if you had anything to add on that at all Darvell? <laughs> no. Or... <laughs> no, all right, um, cool. nothing to no. this episode, got it. Right, let's um so get... <laughs> No, I do have I have I have, stu-
1: have stuff to add.
0: We yeah. um Davis goes back to uh, Gwen's house. We kind of get a confrontation here. Um
1: and I f- I felt I felt bad. I felt bad for poor, for for Gwen in this in this scene cuz I mean, he shows up and and tells and tells her and 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 she just she just wants to be like she, she says herself she just wants to be able to you know t- she wants to be able to tell her friends yeah that was my brother who who's who, on TV yeah who who who, who 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 risked his life yeah to save those people and he just tells her you were a mistake which is like and I'm like I'm like that I'm like that poor like I said, I felt for Gwen in that scene because,
0: yeah. Sorry, keep going, keep going, please, keep talking. Like, like that,
1: that, 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 poor, that poor woman, man. I mean, she wants to, she wants, she wants to get, to, she wants to get to know her brother. I won't say baby brother, or big brother, because we don't really know who's older than who. True. Um, but I mean, she, she wants, she wants to get to know. She wants to get st- she wants to get to know you man she wants to get to know her brother and i mean yeah i understand you're upset but he- why are you taking it out on her man
0: i th- yeah you i know? mean i think i think you can like for sure i i don't disagree with you i think that it's for certain you definitely feel for gwen but you also got to see kind of where davis is coming from here i mean this is just a huge shock to him he's reacting in a way because you know this is like i don't disagree yeah, it's, it's, this is, again, what Third Watch does so well. They kind of play both sides so well that you can see it from both angles. Uh, and I kind of think the the difference between this episode and last episode is that, to me, the Kim situation is probably more black and white. You probably see more on everybody else's side except for Kim, and you're like, oh, Kim, what are you doing? Whereas, to me, this is more of a four-day scenario where you're in the middle and you kind of, they paint both sides so well, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Yep, and we do we do see her a little... We do see Gwen a few more times in the episode, right? Or does she just disappear after this?
0: Um, I think this might be her last scene. I've gone over my notes here. I'll correct myself if I'm wrong there, but uh, yeah, might be her last one because obviously we get here, um, you know, she invites him. being like, please, Ty, come on in and kind of, you know... In he goes, and, of course, this is the one moment when, of course, uh, down walks her mother, the one that her his dad was obviously seeing behind uh, his back, and then kind of, you know, we just get a little awkward scene. She's sort of like, oh, I've always wondered what I'd say when I see you, and then clearly, you know, Davidson sees all the photos, and that must be weird. Like, I mean, you know, if it wasn't weird before, here is your dad who, you know, before a day or so ago, you he was my dad, you know, I miss him, all this sort of stuff we then get this, you know, wall of photos of just, like, his dad with other people, happy snaps. Like, you know, that would just be surreal. Like, I mean, imagine, like, walking mm-hmm. into another house and seeing your dad or your mum and all these photos with other people in family photos that are similar to what you've got. So, yeah, that's that's where this, you just, you, wow, yeah, that cool. is a kick in the guts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, this isn't just like seeing your ex with other people, you know, or like somebody you're dating who you knew had a long-term relationship. I mean, that's sort of weird, but you know where that's coming from because, of course, you know, people of a certain age are going to have seen other people. So, of course, you're going to expect to see pictures of other people. Uh, But, like, this is a different situation unless you knew your dad was previously married beforehand. Um, You know, just a a huge bombshell. Yeah. so we then get uh, more uh, of Davis underwater, <laughs> just random flashback. Uh, we kind of get the uh, the police scene here of uh, handing out sketches of the, um, the the brick thrower. We don't uh, who
1: is who we only know is taller than four feet.
0: Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, so how they've got a full sketch here, I don't know. Uh, we, we do get introduced to uh, Lieutenant Swirsky in this season. And I was just trying to work out, like, oh, he yes. he comes soon. Like, we've already gone over, like, Lou in the Firehouse, uh, Lieutenant Johnson. But um, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that uh, Joe Lisi, who, in terms of credited episodes, is the most frequent guest star, because he's never credited as, a, a, you know, an official cast member. But, you know, he's kind of like the Lieutenant Johnson, but he sticks around a lot longer. And we love, we love Swirsky. Um And I'm just, I keep oh, yes. trying to, I'm trying to find out here what his first episode is. Uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through here to see if I can spoil it for myself. Uh, well, we actually did see him uh, in Anywhere But Here. He was in the background. I actually remember, I think, pointing that out when we did that episode but um, he's uncredited in that episode, according to IMDb. We actually don't get to see him officially until episode 11, A Hero's Rest. So uh, we're still uh, five episodes away from Lou. But I just, the reason I bring that up here is because we obviously get uh, Captain Lieutenant here handing out the, the the sketches. So I thought maybe this might have been our first Lieutenant Swirsky scene, but uh, we're still a few episodes away. But just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Uh, this is where we get... The team-up of Davis and Bosco. Yocas uh, is off taking the kids to something. Uh, so And Sully is
1: God knows where.
0: Oh, Sully's there. He just... Davis doesn't want to work with him. You can tell he's... You know, because Sully's kind of like, what are you doing, Davis? You know, like, why aren't you working with me? Uh, so, he just... Yep. Oh, Bosco. I, just, I cannot believe I forgot this. Barb, you're so right, like, about this. Like, I completely forgot. It's just so good. Uh, you know, just... Bosco's like conversation with Davis at the beginning here, police works about the law of averages. You know, you see a black guy driving a nice car, you know, we pull him over and check him. I don't want to hear anything about profiling. <laughs> like <it's> just, <laughs> and can we just point, he's talking to a black guy, so it's kind of like Bosco just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like <it's just laughs> such a bigot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep, Faith Faith told him as much in the in in uh, season one. I forget what episode it was, but yeah. she kept saying Bosco, you're such a bigot.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure that was either this band of brothers or 32 Bullets and a Broken Heart.
0: Yeah, it's... I mean, well, I'm not too good at remembering the specific episodes, of it, and I try to label myself as the biggest fan of this show. But, um, yeah, it's... um it's definitely one of those. But I it's kind of like going back to like we were saying last episode about Carlos, how they're kind of playing him up as a comic relief at this point. I mean, even you would argue like our hashtag Bobby goes nowhere. And this kind of really, I think, ultimately comes down to the fact that these are character-centric episodes. We haven't really had a Bosco-centric episode. In our Yokus episodes, we got enough Bosco. So, like, I mean, Bosco hasn't had a, a whole lot to do this season. But, like, they've really played up a lot this season so far on Bosco's bigger than nature, haven't they? Like, we saw that in, uh, you know, the Doc episode. Uh, yeah. You know, so um, they play it up a bit. But they, I think the thing that they do well with Bosco in the fact that you can't really have Bosco Goes Nowhere is because, like, they know the value of Bosco in this show. They know the value of Yokus in this show. We argued a few episodes ago that Molly Price, Yokus, is the ultimate star of this show. I mean, they just... You know the weight of these, t- these pairings. And this isn't even a case of... This show's steering towards the police. As I remember, kind of when this show was on, people would still complain that they're very police centric at this point. And pff, wait till you get to season five and six, kids. Um, but, like, you know, I I still feel that they evenly spread this out between the paramedics and cops. And even Jimmy's getting a lot more this season already yes. than he did in the first season. So uh, I don't agree with the fact that this is cop-centric. But the, the the way they use Bosco and Yoka still in these episodes when it's not about them, uh, you know, particularly Bosco. I mean, you look at Yoka. So, I mean, Bosco doesn't get a full-on episode for a while yet. Uh, Whereas Jokas, you know, she's going to have three Jokas-centric episodes this season, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the most of any. I'm like, I mean, you might argue Bobby sort of gets three. I would argue Bobby gets one and three quarters. Um, But, you know, Bosco gets the most. I think Sully sort of gets two and a half, but... Yeah, I mean, sorry, Jokas gets the most, sorry, not Bosco. But the way they are able to put Bosco in this episode, and you wouldn't expect a Davis episode to feature Bosco so prominently, if you know what I mean. You would expect it to feature Sully more prominently. Um... So this is what I like, what they do here. But I just love this sequence of them in the car. God damn, it's amazing. You know, Bosco, like, what's up with you and Scully? Ah, Scully. This is the X-Files now, apparently. Uh, What's up with you and Sully? (laughs) He doesn't say anything in Bosco. Great, I get to drive around with a totem pole. Um, (laughs) And then just like... We find out they show up to, like, this rubbish bit in the middle of the street. They don't know what's done it. We see random guys sitting on a stoop, dropping ice out of a cup, to which Bosco reacts to it. And tapes like, what are you doing? And then just Dick Bosco moment, um, talking, you know, to this guy. Like, oh, have you seen this guy? He's, you know, mid-40s, wearing a suit, you know, kind of fashion out of style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Know, mild pattern baldness. And it's <laughs> just like, just, just being a dick to this guy. I kind of, I just like random moments. Bosco. I love random Bosco sort of like, I don't say Bosco dumb moments, but I guess Bosco uneducated moments. Like we had that in Journey to the Himalayas when he's talking about Eskimos being in Antarctica or whatever. But this bit where he's like talking about like, oh yeah, you know, I threw a cat off the roof once. And Davis is like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, you know, it was a biology bite. It was already dick.
1: Yeah. It was already
0: dead. Apology bisection, Davis just like, dissection. <laughs> just the way like, corrects him. Um, yeah. It's just so funny. And then just, like, you know, this guy walks off and Davis is like, this is what you do for fun. Uh, and then Bosco's like, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> but this is yeah. this is probably one of my favourite, like, underrated scenes of this. It's like when Davis is on the phone... Trying to buy an apartment, like, get an apartment. He's like, oh, yep, cool, I'll come by tomorrow. Oh, yep, you know, Oh, small is it? Just, like, b- annoying Bosco. Like, you can imagine he does this all the time with Jokers. He's just, like, keeps interrupting Davis. like, where's the apartment? How small? <laughs> like, it's just, like, the way he's, like, talking. It's so funny. And then just, like, Bosco, like, oh, so where have you been living? Uh, and he's just like, oh, I've been living with my mum. And then Bosco, oh, mummy, that's oh, so mommy. nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny, And then just oh, the way man. he's, like, talking about, like, oh, you know, that sweet thing that you saw last night. Like, oh, she's my sister. And then just, like, Bosco, like, oh, you know. Like, uh, oh. Then, and then he's, like, oh, like, yeah, my oh, sister, I didn't okay. know I had to last night. Oh, so your dad kept busy, like, father-like son. And it's like, oh, your dad pu- pulled off two women. He's a man amongst men. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's just <laughs> so... Have been- I love this thing. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yep. So we then, then get going. Yeah, we then get uh, Random Davis in the water again. We're going to get Bosco pulling up, and you know that was fun. I didn't think you would hit it off, but you know you're all right, Davis. We should do this again. Um. So then we get another his other sister showing up, and this is Renata again. And this is when Bosco's like, "Oh, you are." This is where he says, "Sorry, I said it earlier on," uh, but he says like, "Oh, you're a god. We need to start our own religion." Um. Davis shuts down Renata. Doesn't want to talk to him. Uh, Talk to her, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. We see... do not want to
1: talk to anybody at this point.
0: No. Well, he kind of shuts down Sully here at the point too, uh, saying that he's going to ride with uh, Bosco again tomorrow. We find out that um, he's staying at a hotel, and Sully kind of says like, oh, you know, well, there's always uh, the detective cots here. Get one near the window uh, because they're the cleanest. And we kind of then see Davis sleeping in the jail cell, uh, he's calling up somebody on his phone. The next thing we see him is here. Now, this is this is where I got confused because this is where we see him show up to the house of ADA Sharon Burns. Now, I thought this was the same uh, ADA that we dealt with in the first season because I know she becomes a bit of a regular here for a few episodes old oh, Sharon Burns, Sharon Barnes. I said Burns. That's where they pronounce it, Barnes. Um, but this is actually the first time we see her. Uh, Tawny Cypress is the actress's name. So, Mm you know, in the first season, they deal with that ADA briefly that Davis is, like, flirting with. I always thought that was the same person, but it's not. Season one? I
1: thought that was season five.
0: No, there's one in season one where he's, like, briefly... It's the one where he's, um... Oh, he's, he's, when he does the, with the sisters, when Malcolm's sister, he's trying to like, renew oh, the yes, arrest yes. report, and he's talking to that lawyer, or ADA, or whoever she is. I thought that was her, but it's not. So, this is where I kind of said, I think I got a bit excited, um, in terms of that they bring a subtle little reference back. But the thing with this scene is that, like, maybe it's just a case because we've seen this show, we know she comes back. You feel like you already know this mm-hmm. character. So that's probably where it comes down to, but, um, yeah. Davis kind of showing up, needs someone. I think he's probably heeding Bosco's advice. Like, go through his little black book. You're always going to have someone there you can go stay with, and you'll get some fringe benefits along the way. And this is kind of when mm-hmm. she's all like, oh, this better not be some booty call, which clearly it oh, yes. pretty much turns into a booty call because, like, he just needs someone to talk to. But in the space of five minutes, uh, the next day, Dave was showing up to work. Here she is yelling at him, you left at 6 a.m. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, so yeah. yeah i love i love random yeah. davis talking to bobby and kim um and then you know with her yelling at davis and then she just turns to bobby and kim that was nice huh uh and then again him just ignoring sully um so <laughs> yeah i kind of like that um yeah. So we then get uh, Bosco and, yeah, but just actually, I will just backtrack. Backtrack here to uh, Ada Sharon Burns. Keep an eye out for her. Uh, she definitely does appear again. Um, she actually doesn't appear again till season three. So uh, they bring her back. Um, oh, was that season four? Actually, they don't bring her back to you? season four. Lockdown was, wasn't it? That's the premiere of season uh, four from Lock- memory. No. No,
1: Lockdown, Lockdown was the third episode of season 5.
0: Season 5. Oh wow. Okay. So, um take that back. We do not see her till season 5. Uh so wow, it's an even bigger gap. Uh I thought Lockdown was the blackout episode, but that's lights up, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. So, um yeah.
1: Well, there's Blackout There's blackout, blackout at the end of up. season three and then, and then Lights Up at yeah. the beginning of season
0: four. That's where I'm getting confused. But, okay, that's, that's an interesting one. Okay, so just to go over that, they, this is kind of one of these random ones on third watch We get We go over the whole doesn't do too well on the continuity stakes. But the fact that they bring a character back three, episodes, three seasons later who's a real blink-and-you-miss character, and she's like, this isn't a case of let's get the actor or actress to play a different character. They keep her as the same character. So, um, yeah, just just keep an eye on that. Season five, yeah. she comes back. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Bosco and Davis again, we find uh, another brick thrown. Uh, this time it's on one of those tourist buses with the roofs And sadly, this time around, the brick's landed on a, a woman's head and they've killed her. Um, I do randomly like when you see Sully show up. You see Sully get out of the car with random old cop. I mean, is this Paolo from an episode ago that we just don't know who he is? <laughs> maybe Paolo's crossover from the paramedics to become a cop <laughs>
1: <laughs> or maybe he does both
0: maybe who knows uh th- we, t- we talked about random yokus and davis moment this is random kim and davis moment Darvel, we've never had kim and davis talking so i kind of like this um <laughs> yeah th- this might be the only kim and davis scene we ever get i think like there's, Davis is involved slightly when we get Kim later on this season. And I know when Taylor and Davis start dating, spoiler alert, Kim, like, talks to uh, Taylor and is like, oh, he's hot. So, like, maybe this kind of is where this is going with Kim because Kim's being nice and it's all like, oh, if you need a place to crash, you can stay in Joey's room. Uh, you know, the offer's always there. So maybe this is just Kim's way of suddenly yes, trying to get into yes. Davis's pants. Uh, but... I just, I don't know. I just, I just like random, I I love random moments between characters that never associate with each other. Here's Kim and Davis, probably the only scene we ever get between these two. Yeah, I think it is, actually. Yeah, I'm sure, again, uh, Okides and Barb will correct me here. Um... But, uh, so then this is when we obviously, uh, somebody comes up, that's no, the the husband of the woman who just died, or the, I'm assuming they're married, says, oh, that's the guy, that's the guy through the bricks, and we see this guy, uh, and the kids were sort of correct, he is African American, and he's wearing a bandana, so, you know, they were slightly correct. Yeah. Uh and we get yeah. this chase. I yeah. love like Bosco and Davis debating whether who should chase him. Like, you know, you get the card, Bos- I'll chase him. It's like, oh I'm faster. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Bosco
1: t- Bosco takes car, Davis Davis chases the gun foot. And Davis, I I love I I love this scene, but it also kinda of made me scared of Davis. Because this is totally out of Davis' character. Yeah. To just go wailing to just go wailing on this guy like he did. I mean, I, he, he just went off, but in hindsight, you know, right after it happened, when I was watching this episode, right after it happened, I just started thinking is that Davis's pent up anger and hurt and frustration coming oh, out? Sure. And he was just looking for oh, a way to take it out. Definitely. And he just let it out on this guy.
0: Definitely. I mean, this is, that's absolutely what it is. Uh, and this is, I, I think it's a great way of kind of bringing it to that point because Davis is so built up, frustrated, he's angry at the world, and kind of, you know, this is where we get Sully saying all these things about, you know, stop taking it out on the people around you and stop blaming it just because you can't blame the one person who, you know, should be blamed. You know, great lines there from Sully, but this is where it comes down to that point because the only time we've ever seen Davis really react is when he kind of punched, um, the 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 molester in the first season. Um so who
1: who by the way deserved it.
0: Of course, of course. So but like what I what I love about this scene though here is that when Davis catches up to him and starts bashing him, I love the subtlety of Bosco pulling up and just getting out of the car and just sitting on the car and watching. Like you know because you know that's what Bosco would be doing at this situation. Mm-hmm. We've seen Bosco do yep. this countless times. So this is kind of you know, I just love the subtlety of Bosco letting it go. Um, and then kind of when Sully pulls up with random Paolo cop, uh, you know, Sully comes onto him and grabs him and takes him away. And then we kinda of, we get an you know, an interesting Sully and Davis shove each other moment and then, you know, Sully shoves Davis back. It's like, What are you doing? Like just, you know, so great. Like,
1: snap out of it. Yeah. I mean, you could you could tell I mean, I don't I mean you could tell Davis was in I don't know, set he was in another world. Oh, for sure. When he was. When we've he was all been on that. Guy. We've all been in situations, yep. Not
0: necessarily about results of violence, but we've all been in a situation in our head when we've been in a in an area of whatever it is where we're, we're just we're not thinking clearly. We're we're built up by emotions, you know. Whether it does lead to violence or you know it's in another way, like we've all been in situations like that. So um, right, you know, and like it's it's a powerful scene, and like just like I think, kind of, I just love the sequence there when like Sully's grabbing him. And like Davis shoves him, and then Sally shoves him back, and it's just kind of like, "Like what are you doing?" Um, it's just so good. It's just so so good. Um, again, brilliantly and acted that's when by everyone back here. So we're at the pool now. Apparently, there's a swimming pool nearby the uh the five five. Of course, there would be. Kind of get a nice little moment here between Sally and Davis, and he's just sort of like talking about, "Oh, I remember the swim meets here?" And this is that. Um, I jumped the gun. Really, this is the scene when he's kind of saying, "Like, don't blame everybody else, Uh, because you know." Um, your, your you're
1: punishing dad. anyone who ever gave
0: a crap about you, <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, he's talking about he took his lumps, did what he had to do, uh, he was who he was, deal with it. Uh, and I guess this is kind of like the Sully and Davis makeup scene, which is kind of nice, hard love, yeah. but it works. But then we get this really powerful scene to end this episode. My god, this scene is powerful. We have Davis showing I swear. up, you go.
1: It sound. It sounded to me like, like, and maybe you were about ready to say this. Was he pick? It sounded like to me he picked up a he picked up a brick, and it, it sounded like he was picking. It sounded like he was picking up a brick, and then. Contemplating maybe tossing it or something. I no, don't no, know.
0: No, 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 So, so what will, no, what happens here is he, he, he shows up to the gravesite of his dad. So we see oh, his dad's gravestone okay. here and he's just kind of looking at it and he's kind of leaning on it and he's kind of, you know, obviously thinking and he kind of goes to walk off but then he turns around and he starts kicking his dad's gravestone. He kicks it, he kicks it, he kicks it, then he pushes it and he ends up pushing it over completely. So it's, I mean, this is where oh, this scene man. is just so damn powerful that he does this with <laughs> his dad's gravestone and, um, then he kind of walks off. And as he walks off, we kind of get a... He sees his dad again. He kind of disappears. But then we just get this great scene of, like, Davis walking up this path, this long shot of him. Then they fade his dad next to him. And you kind of see this closing shot of him walking off into the distance with his dad next to him. And, like, oh, God, it's powerful. Like, this is, again, third watch. such a show that gets yes. overlooked at the powerful scenes of this episode. It's just so good. Um And one thing I want to say, like... I think we, we talked uh, on another episode or with Brandy or whatever, but like it was brought to my attention that, uh, if you go to the IMDb page for Third Watch, you know, there's not a whole lot on the trivia page there. Again, it's not the, the biggest show of all time, so there's not a whole lot of trivia. But one thing I noticed within the last few months is that, um, it said trivia, um, the grave, and I'm not gonna say which character, the grave of a major character who we may or may not have met yet. Uh, is seen in an episode of Shades of Blue, which was, of course, the uh, Jennifer Lopez-Ray Liotta show that didn't last that long. Um, and I kind of didn't oh, it, believe it. Got it got cancelled? I believe so. It's it's recently been cancelled. But I, I didn't oh, believe oh, it, I was so it was true, so I tracked season. I tracked down the episode, and lo and behold, there's a scene where Ray Liotta's in a graveyard, and they pan past all these gravestones. You see the grave of this character... Who dies in Third Watch front and center it's, you can't even blink and miss it it's so obvious so like I just love this random sort of moment there's only now two shows in the history of television I've ever seen reference Third Watch and that is 30 Rock there is a quote in a 30 Rock episode where they they mentioned Third Watch uh and also uh Shades of Blue yeah I'm surprised
1: I'm so, surprised NBC I'm surprised NBC let that let that pass considering how I'm, considering <laughs> They treated Third Watch like the red-headed stepchild.
0: Well, the reason I bring it up, though, is because, <laughs> to me, there must be a graveyard in New York City, on the New York City region, which must be the go-to graveyard where they kind of have fictional gravestones. So, if they've left that one there from the character from Third Watch, I mean, Shades of Blue, you know, 10 years after this character is killed, the gravestone is still there so, I would love, and i've i've put this out a couple of times on these these episodes, and you know Orquídes was great and sort of sending me, you know, that that copy of that reunion. And I would love this to be a case of somebody might know this. If somebody listening to this knows of this said graveyard in the New York City area where maybe it's just the go-to area where they film it. Because I'm going to assume that the the Ty Davis Senior gravestone is still there probably in real life if they've kept the gravestone of this other character who's died. Because next time I'm in New York I want to go to this graveyard. I went to the filming locations of the firehouse the first time I went to New York because I'm that much of a fan. I needed to go there. So I want to find this graveyard in the New York City area. It might be upstate. I don't know where it is. But clearly, this is kind of a graveyard which they use. Because we will see this graveyard again, uh, I believe, next season when it comes to another character as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this just a generic graveyard in the New York area where TV shows use it. And they yes. leave the gravestones there. So um, I want to go there. I want to go pay my respects to dead fictional characters.
1: So, um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that's the ties that bind. Um. And anything to it- add? I mean, what a great way to end this episode. What a great episode. Yes, yes. And
1: and I like I said, I thought he until you mentioned that I thought it. I thought Davis was just messing with bricks, and now you, <laughs> and now you. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that. I'm like, wow. I mean, the guy actually desecrated his his own father's grave yep i mean come
0: on powerful stuff powerful stuff and it's time for for the evil Evil review Review segment Uh.
1: (laughs) where we will discuss where we will talk about whether we will after hours this episode if we will grace this episode, <laughs> or we will dirty kid this episode.
0: What are you What are <laughs> Sorry, you doing man, with the tie?
1: I know. that's. I know that's your thing. But <laughs> not
0: you're allowed to do it. I appreciate uh, it. 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 Makes my job easier. <laughs> what, what are you doing with the ties of bind?
1: I am. I'm. De- I'm definitely buying this there one you or go. after hoursing it. Perfect. I mean, because in some ways, in some ways, I think. In some ways, I think Davis was, you know, a little immature in how he dealt with this, you know, punishing everyone around him and all that. But unlike with Kim, I under I understand, I understand him. I understand, you know, because it was it was such a big. well, I mean, we've we it's well established. I mean, this was such a big shock to him. It all came in a bit, it all came at him at once. And we all know when stuff like that just happens all at once. Yeah. Uh, your mind goes crazy cuz you're trying to keep up with all of it and I think that's what a lot of it was. And you know, I would have of course I know and and <laughs> this coming from someone who a few episodes ago was talking about how everybody wants a fairy tale ending all the time. You know, I would have liked to have I mean the the way the episode closed was just fantastic. But you know, I would like to think that maybe 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 off screen, maybe he did, maybe the character, I don't know, maybe the character did patch things up with, what's her name, Gwen. Because like I said, I I really felt for her in this episode too because she just wanted to get to know her brother.
0: Well, it's never like, and again, this is kind of one of these moments where I feel, you know, Barb will correct me or anything like this stuff, but I believe it's referenced again about this extra family and what his dad was up to. But it's, it's never something that's kind of... It's not like, yeah, Gwen comes into it and she's the new sister that they're hanging out with all the time. Like, she's not seen again. We don't see her again at all. No more Gwen. Um, and I don't even believe we get Renata again. I think that's it for... You know, it is. That's her only appearance. So that's kind of... That's it. It's not the last Maggie Grace. We still get, you know, plenty more... uh Maggie Grace. God, I just keep referencing other Maggie Mabel, Davis. Maggie Davis. Maggie Grace is fucking from Lost. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just keep doing that. And,
1: but, she's, and she's from Taken. Maggie Grace was also in Taken.
0: Yeah, as exactly. Well, the movie taken and California Cation. And, uh, hashtag rest in peace, Boone. Uh, people will get that if they listen to our lost coverage. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, um, you know, we, that's kind of all we see from Davis's family move forward. So, obviously, with his dad, we kind of get a lot of that in season six. But, you know, it's kind of, we never get yeah. this family rhetoric again as much as we do this episode. But, uh, Anyway, uh, I'm I'm definitely after hoursing it, buying it for sure, hundred percent. I mean, everything that I've already gone over just Kobe Bell, just acting, amazing acting this episode. The emotional it out cord of the park in this episode. So good. The way this episode ends and just kind of even like the little side little flash visions that he sees of his dad and just his water stuff, which he's never explained. I guess it's kind of the feeling of him drowning, sort of around pressure. That's kind of what the water's meant to reference. So um yeah. I mean, so good. Bosco and Davis stuff, just amazing. How did I forget that? I'm such a bad Third Watch fan. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, even the subtle Sully stuff, you know, the great mm-hmm. acting there, you know, with uh, with Maggie Davis involved, uh, you know, his mom, and just so good. So, so good. And no Dirty Kid moments. I think we've met two in a row. No Dirty Kid moments. So, um... Right. Think so so we can keep the streak watch.
1: going with after hours?
0: Oh my god. Uh come on. Yes. Uh I, <laughs> eight in a row I've bought, can I just point out?
1: <laughs> no, I mean do you think we can keep the streak of no dirty And kid I I'm I'm saying yes row. for
0: sure for Dirty Kid Um for this episode because I look, I tell you one thing. When I first started we first started doing this on the Oz Network, um if I had to say there was one episode above any that I was looking forward to doing and I love this show to bits. Uh, I mean, clearly, I've bought eight of these in a row now. But if there was one that I just wanted to quickly say at the beginning when we're doing Welcome to Camelot, can we just skip and go to one episode? It's After Hours. This episode, like, this is to me my favouritest, favouritest, favouritest episode of any TV show in my entire life. Uh, to me, it's probably the, I, in my opinion, one of, if not the greatest TV episode in the history of TV, which I know is a big call, but, um, it's, ah, oh, just, I cannot speak high enough for this episode. Um. so good. This this episode is Third Watch. This episode sells this show. If you've never watched Third Watch, this episode alone. And you'd watch this episode and go, well, how can you say this sells the show? It's really got nothing to do with the jobs that they do. But this is what Third Watch is about. No, but it shows how the
1: jobs affect them.
0: Yeah, and this is what Third Watch is about. It's never about the jobs. It's about the characters. This is why this is a character show. So, look... I just I, I need to save it for the glowingness of this episode because I just cannot believe it. I'm so excited Darvel that we are finally up to after hours. It's such a yes. just such a brilliant episode of TV. So uh I don't know if you've got anything to add on it before we close this episode out. No. No. All right, cool. Nope, <laughs> other other than the sta-
1: other than once again, Hayes stay tuned stay tuned we've
0: got that next yes we do as always like subscribe comment get involved leave us some evil reviews on itunes and spotify and stitcher um you know send us some questions you got any comments you want to make of course hello to all our third watch uh fans in the third watch fans group on facebook as well shout out to the uh third watch fans twitter page as well i know they kind of retweet our stuff randomly every now and then too but uh yeah, we're we, we are loving doing this show, and we're excited. And for those wondering about Brandy, no, Brandy's not gone. We haven't gotten rid of Brandy. Uh, she's just no. obviously been a bit busy at the moment, so that's why Darvell's here at the moment. But Brandy will be back in a couple of episodes, so get excited for Brandy. Not that you're not excited for Darvell as well, but, um, you know, just thought I'd say for Brandy's fans <laughs> out there. Uh, but we're yes, back after yes, hours. Bra- yes,
1: Brandy, we definitely we definitely haven't forgotten about
0: we it. We haven't, no. Worry. Uh, after hours, coming your way next, get excited. My name is Ben. And I'm just going to go right around with a totem pole.
1: <laughs> my name's Darvell, and you know, I you know, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any more quotes from this episode.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> a, my favourite one. Oh, for me. That's the best quote. That was the best one. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.